Chatterbox with your host Nicole Parchani. Today is a holiday special episode. Um, it's going to be the last episode for the year, and I wanted to end the year off on a positive note. I the last few episodes have been, you know, about spirituality and about just you know uh, alternative perspectives. I think to to the way that we live, and I I wanted to end this first season of the chatterbox with with something positive and i wanted to talk about gratitude and how to manifest things and the reason why i want to talk about this is because i think gratitude is super important it's something that i should practice more you know even as i talk about this like i'm not perfect in any means and i definitely can't have room to grow when it comes to practicing gratitude and but gratitude has been so helpful um, with me just dealing with my own mental anguish and dealing with my own anxieties and my own worries and fears about the future. But hopefully, you know, in this pod, I will just share, you know, my my take on gra- gratitude and why I think it's so important. So with that, I'm just going to dive right into it. So life is a miracle. I know that sounds maybe really cheesy or what have you, but life really is a miracle. You know, Mel Robbins once shared in a TED talk that the odds of being born is one in 400 trillion. That's mind boggling. Like think about that. The odds of being born of existing is one in 400 trillion. I don't even know how you come up with this number or how you run all the different scenarios that could result in the odds of being born, but one in 400 trillion, like that is ridiculous odds to beat. And yet you are here. So life is a miracle. Like to exist in this timeline is, is with all of these other people is absolutely incredible. And, you know, it it can be so easy, you know, because we are all alive and we all are part of this, you know, constantly moving society to realize that It is a miracle that we are all here right now in this timeline, working together, participating in the civilization together. But it is a miracle like it is absolutely phenomenal how we exist in the world today. And that's something that I feel like we should not make normal because life is a fucking miracle. Okay, and you need to remember that like you exist in one of the best times to be a human, you know, and if you don't believe me, read Sapiens, you know, it it paints a beautiful image of how human history arrives to today. And it goes to show you like, humans have gone through a lot, you know, back in the day, it was not as fun of a time or as equitable as a time for all kinds of humans as much as it is today. And it's not to say that the world is perfect, but you still exist in one of the best times to be a human. And I know there could be some controversy there because what is considered the best times for a human being could vary. You know, other people have different metrics for what they think is the best time to be a human. But given all the opportunities that are available today, today is definitely one of the best times to be a human. And the fact that we can exist in the time where humans have the most technological advancements, I think it's something, you know, to just be mindful of and Even more so than that, like if you are listening to this podcast, that means you are one of the lucky 4.66 billion people with access to the internet. Like 
You have to realize over 40% of the people on the planet cannot access the internet and as a result don't have access to information the way that we do and the internet is a tremendous tool. It's an incredible platform that allows us to share information no matter where you are in the world and learn about things that you probably couldn't have otherwise learned about if we didn't have the internet or be more less accessible for the masses if we didn't have the internet and like today you can pretty much learn how to do anything using the internet and that's extremely powerful so the fact that you are one of the lucky few that does have access to the internet like that is something worth being grateful for because you have this tool that is so powerful that allows you to touch so many different people and interact with so many different people that that is a power in and of itself and to not just make that normal you know because we have to recognize there was a time where we did not have this like it wasn't as easy to share ideas and share opinions and share content with one another and we should be you know joyful about that to be happy about that and to not just let it you know slip under the rug is like oh just another thing Technology has done so much for us, but we have to be grateful for us all that we have come because it takes so many great minds to build the internet and all of the technology that leverages the internet so that we can have all of these cool experiences today. And that is just incredible, like absolutely incredible. It's a miracle that we're alive and it's even more of a miracle that we have all of this cool stuff. And I get it, you know, as the main character of your own unique journey, it can get so it can be so easy to get absorbed in your reality and miss the bigger picture. You know, you're so zoomed in into your life in this finite space that you forget that if you zoom out, you know, we are all confined to this one beautiful planet orbiting the vastness of empty space and you know, astronauts have this experience that they have in their consciousness or a shift in their consciousness when they go out into space and it's known as the overview effect. And it's essentially a shift in consciousness that astronauts experience when they're out in space because they realize that all of the labels, all of the the walls that we put up, all of this division that we create, it's actually all just barriers from the truth. And you realize all of this stuff is just human ideas. It's not the truth. You know, the earth doesn't know borders. You know, humans know borders. The earth doesn't know about races. Humans created races. You know what I mean? Like these are all ideas that that we create typically, you know, with good intentions to help us understand the world, to help us engage with the world, to help us manage the world. But we have to understand that at the end of the day, like these are labels that we created. These are ideas that we created for us so that we could understand the world around us. But that doesn't take like that takes away from the truth, which is that we are all the same and that we all occupy this beautiful planet and that is a miracle because again if you zoom out and you just look at where we are in the universe we are nothing we are literally a blimp on a speck in the dust of the universe and we because we are on earth and we spend most of our life well most of us pretty much spend all of our lives on earth we forget that we're a part of a bigger system that's changing and growing and life is changing around us. Life is happening around us right now as we speak, as you listen and I speak. Um, the energy flows constantly. And if you spend too much time in your mind and away from your heart, you forget the truth about life. We live in a time when our society places greater emphasis on the mind. You know, we promote science. We 
want to think rationally. We want to do everything logically, which makes sense. Not not hating it, you know, definitely understand the value of logic and rationale because it helps us have a very methodological way of understanding our universe and it helps create standards so that we can engage with each other as our, you know, civilization grows. But most of us, at least most regular, you know, regular people that are just out here, you know, living your life, most of us are just spending most of the day in our heads. We're planning for the future. We're worrying about the past. We're dueling over mistakes and regrets. We're fantasizing about what could be. And we're constantly moving back and forth between the past and the future, always missing the passing present. And the thing is, as much as the present sounds like a present the present is a gift. You know what I mean? Like ironically, haha, um, a pun or whatever, but like the present is a gift. And the thing is, is like, we are so used to living in the past or the future because you are always told you got to plan for the future. You got to plan and prepare. Um, but you forget that as you're planning and preparing and you're doing all of the stuff that you miss this moment, you know, and the thing is the present is something that you can't get back. It's like, once it's gone, then it's already in the past. And to be in the present is in and of itself a huge difficult task because well we're handling responsibilities and responsibilities don't require us to always be in the present you know you have to plan for your kids or for your day or taking care of your business you have goals you know and they often are with good intentions like for the most part when we strive for something we're striving for it we're planning for it because we have we're hoping that that future reality will make us feel good you know it will fill some void that we're somehow feeling now and that's why we create goals and why we head you know we work so hard to achieve them and as much as they have good intentions sometimes they can rob us from the present because then you're thinking that there's something flawed about the present something missing from the present when in fact that is not true at all that's just something your ego is telling you and the thing is, is like social media has made perfection seem so feasible that today people don't even tolerate what's real. Like instead of just showing your face, you feel like you need a filter because if people saw what you really look like, they would somehow be repulsed by you, which I don't really understand because it's like eventually you're going to see these people, I would hope in real life, and they're going to see that you don't look like that filter. So it's like, who are you kidding? You know, are you kidding the people out there? or Are you really just kidding yourself? And how is that an act of self-love? You know, if you have to use a filter to feel good about who you are, when it's like you are who you are, the filter isn't changing that. It's just masking that sense of lack that you feel within yourself. And what this does is it creates a perpetual hellscape of need, you know, forming because there's not enough. And as the seasons change, so do the trends. And you're always going to be left behind you know you're never gonna be on top of it you're always gonna need more stuff more changes because forever you're seeking a perfectionism that is just unsustainable and the worst part is is the media is constantly highlighting unique stories of wealth generation that makes the rest of us feel like shit like here you are you know working your ass off at your nine to five you you have your responsibilities you do everything everyone has told you to do you went to college maybe you didn't go to college but you have your business and you're grinding to build something and here's a kid that comes along and makes millions from youtube or a stranger makes billions off of crypto meanwhile you're looking at your 401k return like what the fuck you know and if you're on St. Martin you probably have even less options for financial growth so I would be even more pissed 
And, you know, this is where seeds of doubt are planted. You start to question yourself. You start to question your path, your purpose. And with the past two years being so volatile and it being so hard for people, I can understand why more than ever, it's hard to have hope, you know, for yourself, for your dreams, and just to have hope for what the future will bring. Because we have seen so much pain, so much sadness over the past two years, so much of a division between our people that it can be hard to see what is to come and to have hope for the future. And I often, you know, reflect on all of that was seen in the past two years. And I wonder, you know, when given one chance at life, why has our society chosen a path where we have to deal with taxes and credit scores and we pollute our environment when we are literally given paradise within this empty universe that we can explore and have fun in? And we chose, you know, to work instead. And to me, it's really amusing. Um, but if you read Sapiens, I, I, it might seem like we conned ourselves onto this path. And, you know, by undergoing, you know, the domestication of agriculture and then later undergoing mass production, we somehow created a system in which we became slaves to consumerism. And that's kind of where we are now, where we are on this path, where we have an economy that needs us to consume in in which to survive and to grow but that actual consumption is fueled by creating a sense of lack and the way that we do this by making people feel like they lack things within themselves within their environment to make them go out and buy stuff because if they don't buy stuff if they feel content as they are if they feel whole as they are then they wouldn't need to go out there and buy makeup and buy you know new stuff to make them feel good about themselves to go off and show off to other people and I just wonder, like, how is this serving us, you know? And it's like, despite the fact that we're living in one of the most technologically advanced times in human history, rates of depression and other serious mental health illnesses have increased throughout the population. And you would think, like, with so much stuff, why are we not happier? But then I also wonder, like, why do we feel so entitled to feeling happy? You would think, like, with so much stuff, why wouldn't we be happier, you know? And, you know, I you know, I think, like, if you don't have an appreciation for sour, you'll never really have an appreciation for sweet. But then I still wonder, like, why do we feel so entitled to feeling happy? Like, why is it that humans think, like, we have to be happy and that the whole point of life is to be happy? Or where is this idea that life is meant to be easy for us? And this is where I think gratitude can come in and play a really important role because if you are operating from a place of gratitude when you are content with the life that you have when you reflect and you see how much you have accomplished how the current version of you is a version that a younger version of you has always longed to be having the gratitude to have that space and to see how far you've come how far you've grown how strong you've become what you've accomplished for yourself given all of the obstacles in your unique story it's it's how do you not feel confident in yourself when you're not operating out of this place of gratitude because when you are grateful you don't need anything there is, and i mean that's not to say that there's anything wrong with wanting more to want is a trait of the human condition you know our attachment to life it brings suffering but again, you know, this is another trait of the human condition. I swear, being a human is very ironic in a lot of ways. But it's like a part of the journey of gratitude is to understand the self. 
And to practice gratitude is not just to say like, oh, I'm grateful for the food that I have in my fridge or I'm grateful for the air that I can breathe. You know, that's that weak shit. Okay, we're talking about deep gratitude. Like, for example, I have been, you know, trying to be more grateful and you know, I, I often felt like, yeah, I ended up in this routine when someone told me, oh, like just practice gratitude. I was like, but I am grateful. I'm grateful I have food. I'm grateful I have shelter. I'm grateful I have, you know, clothes on my back. But that just seems so superficial. Like that was just the easy gratitude, you know, but getting down to like what I was really and truly grateful for, like deep within me, um, I realized like I had this um experience where I was, you know, learning about accessibility uh, and I never looked at myself as someone that was disabled or lacked an ability. Um, But then I had an experience where I was flying back from Florida and my contacts had somehow gotten contaminated with soap or some some other fluid and I pretty much could not wear them. Um, If I put them in my eyes, they would literally burn uh, like hell and I just couldn't like I literally could not wear them and I had no other option for vision like I had only brought this one pair of contacts I didn't have anything else I didn't have glasses and I was like shit like I cannot see and I had to you know go through the airport and get to my flight and get on my plane and get to where I needed to go but I could not see And for the first time, I realized like, oh, shit, like I have a disability. But because of technology, because of the advancements in, you know, medical science and vision, I have contacts that allow me to see. And I was like, holy crap, like imagine if I was living in a time where contacts weren't even invented yet or even if we didn't have glasses yet, like what my life would have been like as a woman of color without vision, honey. I would have definitely not had a good life. I definitely would not be, you know, doing what I do now. I would not probably even be alive now, I think, if I had that kind of disability. Um, Because it would have been absolutely difficult to do anything. Like, I literally cannot see without my contacts. And so it was interesting because for the first time, I had an appreciation for something. And it completely shifted my mindset around not only my ability, but also why I should be grateful for the life that I have and the unique opportunities that it awards me. And even being able to afford contacts, to afford glasses, to have the ability to live in a society where it's easy for me to go to a doctor and get my eyes checked um, or have parents that could actually afford to pay for me to get my eyes checked and afford for you know me to get glasses and contacts. Um, it's not something that everybody has. And you know, it's it's easy when you get caught up in like, oh, my Instagram growth is blah, blah, blah. But don't be an asshole, you know, practice gratitude. Like when you do, you realize that all the worries that you have are actually quite silly, you know, and. Now for a message from our sponsors. But when when should you practice gratitude? You know, should it be in a journal? Should you just think it? Should you do it in the day? Should you do it in the night? Honestly, I think 
journaling is great. You know, I think you should like journaling is very good. It's a great way to empty your mind, um, especially if you're an overthinker like me. Uh, I personally don't journal as much as I should, which is, again, not perfect, but we working on it. You know what I mean? Um, but I find it personally, like, I don't like having homework, which is why I don't journal most of the time is because I feel like I'm giving myself homework and I don't like that. Like, I'm like parenting myself, which is good, but it's like I there's a part of me that wants to rebel against my own parenting. I know, um, but I find it most helpful to practice gratitude when my ego is triggered. So when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I feel like I'm fucking up or when I'm doubting my greatness, this is when I practice gratitude. For me, gratitude grounds me in my heart and it takes me out of my mind because if I live in my head too much, I swear to God, I will go crazy. Uh, but it can still be difficult to have this sense of awareness when your ego is triggered at all, you know? And how do you know when, yeah, your ego has been activated, when there's something that has triggered it pretty much? And for me, it's like, I, if, if you want to have a sense of awareness around what is your mental state, the perfect practice for this is meditation. Meditation. As silly as it sounds, you're just breathing in and out. But through your breath practice, it gives you the space to be able to quiet the mind and to actually look at the mind from an unbiased, unjudgmental, you know, perspective. And only then can you realize, like, why do certain emotions arise in your body? How do you feel when those emotions arise in your body? Why did they arise? What triggered that, you know, feeling? Well, where did that come from? Um, and that could lead you in, a, in, you know, deep, deep inner reflection. But through that, you will be able to better understand yourself. And, you know, if you have it, if it's difficult for you to identify your mental patterns, it'll be hard for you to move towards your highest self because you need to be able, you know, like they say for like recovering addicts or whatever, like if you're in denial, you're not going to be able to progress. You, you have to accept it within yourself to, to have that step forward. But it takes awareness and it can be hard to have that awareness when your mind is go, 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 go. You know, it's hard to have that space to think, shit, I'm feeling anxious right now. Why am I feeling anxious? If you're like in the midst of your anxiety attack and your your brain is just like so overwhelmed and it just shuts down because the emotion is so strong and you don't have necessarily the discipline to separate yourself from that emotional state. And meditation does that. It gives you the power to recontrol your mind instead of your mind controlling you. And I think that that's super powerful. And it might seem super silly. You're just breathing in and out. Um, but through that practice, you create mental discipline. And what that allows you to do is have focus. And with focus, then you can start to guide your awareness instead of it guiding you and what makes this hard is that the work begins with you like only you can do this for yourself nobody can help you on your own journey because you are the guide like that's why you have this life is because it's about you like you have to be the one to do the work on yourself that's how you become your highest self you can go to a therapist and they can help you, but ultimately all they're even doing is helping you talk through your own mental patterns and have you recognize that they're just being a vehicle for your growth. And you can do that for yourself. You don't necessarily need to go to a therapist. I think if you can't afford one, 
totally do it. It's always great to get an unbiased external opinion because sometimes we're so used to our own voice and our own assumptions and our own way of thinking that when we get a fresh perspective, it shatters the glass and you can see that same situation, but from a different angle. But again, meditation is for me the way that I have been able to cultivate mental discipline. I think it's, you know, I see why the yogis do it. It's very peaceful. And frankly, I think there's not a right way to meditate. I think there's definitely different forms, you know, out there. And you just need to find the one that works best for you. And it may not be, you know, sitting cross-legged under a bundi tree like the Buddha. But it could be, you know, you're just laying down and doing cycles of breath. And that's what it takes for you. And I think that's totally fine. Like, don't have anybody bully you into what is the right, you know, yoga practice. It's just cultivating that awareness within yourself and using that as a vehicle to discipline and quiet the mind and to learn about yourself. But you can only do it for yourself. Nobody else can help you. So this is one of those things like just like working out, like no one else is going to tell you to go to the gym. No one's going to tell you to meditate. No one's going to tell you to practice gratitude. I'm telling you because I want the best for you, but nobody else is going to out there and hold your hand through this. Like you have to do it for yourself and you just have to want it for yourself. And if you don't want it for yourself, then honey, we need to have a deeper conversation, but I hope you want it for yourself. I hope that's why you're listening to this. And so, yeah, just take the time. It's a journey, you know, and you will get there. But now, so how do you manifest the life that you want? Say you you have a goal for what you want your life to be and you're just in this space and you're like, I'm just not there yet and I don't know how to get there and I, I know what I want and you know, I, I, I see the life that I want for myself and I just don't know how to get there. I don't know what it will take. I want to manifest it. I'm wanting it. I keep thinking about it, but I just, I'm not getting there. Like, what can I do? So I first think like if you're going to manifest anything, first of all, if you're going to manifest anything, you need to be operating from a place of calmness and wholeness. To manifest, you need a mind filled with gratitude and a heart filled with love. I know that sounds cheesy as fuck. Just bear with me. From here, you will have the energy to create first mentally through the idea, emotionally through the physical response to the idea. And finally, that emotional drive transforms into inspired action that brings that idea into reality. I'm going to repeat this again because I think like you need to let this really sink in and marinate in your consciousness. Okay, I'm going to repeat it again. How do you want to manifest the life that you want? First, you need to operate from a place of calm and wholeness. To manifest, you need a mind filled with gratitude and a heart filled with love. From here, you will have the energy to create first mentally through the idea, emotionally by your physical response to that idea, and finally the emotional drive that transforms the inspired that transforms into inspired action that brings that idea into reality. Okay. This is it. That's literally the steps to manifesting. Okay. You don't need to go to some weird witch doctor or what have you. You within yourself have the power to manifest the life that you want, but it must begin from a place of calmness, of wholeness, so that your energy can flow, so that you can get that creative inspiration that sparks the idea 
that you feel in your body. You know when you have an opportunity, when you have an idea that speaks to your soul because it'll move you, it will resonate you in a way that it won't resonate with somebody else. That's the thing. I feel like a lot of the time people think like, oh, you know, if you have this idea, if you have this opportunity, you have to take it because you know, whatever. I think what you really should follow is how your soul reacts to the environment around you. Your body knows what it wants. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're on the right path, you, you feel it, like you feel an energy within you. You don't feel drained. You don't feel exhausted. You don't feel like ah. you feel fucking fantastic. You know, when you meet the right person, your, your, your stomach is filled with butterflies. When you land that dream job, you are fucking excited as hell. You know, when you eat a good ass meal, you know that shit is good. But it's like, it's not something that anybody ever had to explain to you. You knew, you know what I mean? So it's like, why not trust your gut? Like you, your body tells you what you like to do. You are, there are certain things that you are curious about that nobody else is fucking curious about. Only you follow that. Nobody else is going to look at the world the way that you do. Nobody else is going to want to see the world the way that you do because you are unique you need to hone in on that and follow that because I'm telling you like I used to realize like I was doubting myself I was doubting what I was drawn to you know because I was like something must be wrong with me why I'm not feeling excited about something you know when I felt like society was telling me I should be super excited about it and I was just like I don't know like I don't really see what's the hype um and then I found something that I did have, you know, a deep, deep in my soul. It was a yes, you know, it was a screaming yes, like absolutely. And that's how I realized I was like, Harsha, this whole time, you know what you want. Your, your soul knows exactly what it wants. You just need to trust it. You know, you know, you know, it's within you. You already know. You've always known. And the thing is, you need to just stop doubting yourself. Okay, you need to stop doubting yourself. Take that idea, have that emotional response to it and use that as fuel to drive inspired action. That is how you bring your ideas into reality. And the simplest way, the literally simplest way to just manifest an idea is to write it down literally to write it down. The fact that you wrote it down takes it out of this elusive energetic consciousness space and literally in the fact that you wrote it down brings it into this reality, into this timeline because you wrote it down. It might seem so silly, you just wrote it down, but that in and of itself is powerful, okay? And the thing is, is like Bill Gates has this quote that I love so much that goes, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10. I personally struggle with this very much so because I have very high goals and I want to achieve them now, like tomorrow, like today, not even tomorrow. Like after this, I wish I reached my goal. And for me, it's like I have very high financial goals. I want to be a multimillionaire. You know, I'll even put it out there. We could shoot for a billionaire. Why not? Who to stop me? But the thing is, is like, I want that now. I want to be a multimillionaire now. I want to be a multimillionaire now because I want to have financial freedom, 
for me, financial freedom is the ultimate goal because it buys you freedom from our fucked up society. Because then you can do whatever the hell you want and nobody can tell you anything because you have funded your own goal. You no longer need an employer to tell you how much you should make because you control your own, you know, wealth generation. And that's why I want to be a multimillionaire. Let's reach billionaire. Who who's hurt? You know, why not? Um, and but because I have this goal and because I'm trying to get there, you know, I sometimes put this burden on myself to get there so early. You know what I mean? Like I want to get there. If I could get there, I want to like I say I want to get there when I'm 30. But if I'm being honest with my ego, my ego wants to be there at 25. I'm 23. So that's two years to be a millionaire. Am I close to that? When I look at my bank account, no, we not. We not close. We we're getting there. We're not close. Um, I wish I could even say I'm close to a quarter of a mil, but we're getting there. And, you know, but it's like having, you know, like I'm saying, I'm overestimating what can be done in a year and underestimating what can be done in 10. So it's like if I fast forward 10 years from now, what's that? 33. Do I see myself as being a millionaire by then? Oh, hell yeah, for sure. And it's like, okay, well then why not strive towards that and have a more enjoyable journey, a more actionable journey um, where I'm not beating myself up, where I have a clear focus and focus on that instead of worrying about people that made billions in crypto overnight in Shiba. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, the same thing is like, I have a nonprofit and I want it to be fucking fantastic today. I want it to be serving the entire region. I want to be helping my people out because they mean the most to me. And to have to wait for the IRS to, you know, see my application, it irritates the crap out of me. But it's like to realize again, like things take time and I need to be patient with that. And having a clear focus and being realistic is important in that, you know, but at the same time, it's like as much as you have a goal and say you set it out till it's 10 years and you're not, you know, being unrealistic with yourself, most of us waste time, you know, because we're often battling this mind game of living in the past or the future and never actually working on our goals because we're just thinking about them. Is that you? You know what I mean? Let, let's let's be honest. But how many of us is really just out here wasting time because we are often battling this mind game of living in the past or the future, but never actually working on our goals because we are just thinking about them? I know that I know that must hit a few, you know, chords there because I too procrastinate and I also be just thinking about goals instead of actually doing shit to get them there. You know what I mean? And Again, if you're practicing gratitude, it takes you out of that. You know what I mean? So we long for our goals, you know, but we don't take any actionable step to get there. And then when we see people that reach their goals and they are the goals that we desire for ourselves, our ego is triggered. And then because of the shame we feel from the lack of action that we are taking, we project our bullshit onto them and, and the people that are actually moving towards their goal, you know? And then you get people that are haters or like, tell you to humble yourself and dumb shit like that you know when it's like that's just because their ego was triggered because they feel ashamed because of their lack of action and they're projecting that onto you and your goals you know what i mean and it's like if you're operating from a place of gratitude you don't you don't have to deal with any of that you're not wasting your energy on any of that because you have to think as you are doing this as you are worrying as you are planning and thinking this is burning energy and energy, you know, comes at a cost. Like you're burning energy when you have emotions. Like, and some emotions take way more energy than others. And you can tell, like, 
when you're anxious, it drains you. If you're if you suffer from depression, it will drain you. You know what I mean? And so it's important to use our energy as currency and to be as picky with how we spend it the same that we do with our money you know and with our time like you should be very careful how you spend your energy because it's your energy like this is something that flows through you it's a gift from the universe and you want to use it carefully because if you use it carefully you can then manifest the life that you fucking want sis okay and the thing is if you're operating from a place of gratitude right You are so content with what you have that what anybody else achieves doesn't affect you. Why? Because your heart is filled with love. And love, a heart filled with love, reminds us and grounds us in the reality that the universe is infinite and all the energy required to create lies within you. I know. That was really beautiful. Like, a heart filled with love grounds us in the reality that the universe is infinite. And all the energy required to create lies within you. So it doesn't matter what anybody else does. Because you know you're all that you need to get to where you need to be. And second, from a place of gratitude, you're no longer vulnerable to distractions. Gratitude gives you space for focused energy, focused thoughts, and thereby focused action. Okay? It gives you that space so that you can be focused in your execution. Instead of worrying about what others are doing or having fears that you're missing out, you're focused on yourself, your growth, and your energy. You're not worried about nobody else. You're doing you. You know what I mean? And you're so steadfast in you and you're so grateful for all that you have and all that you are to be that it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter what anybody else does. Gratitude provides the energy for confidence because you know you're enough. You are whole and perfect as you are. So why would you ever have any insecurity? Because you know you're beautiful. You know, even as you build that sex-ass bod that you want, you're still operating from a place of gratitude. So you are grateful for the body that you have. You're grateful that it's able to grow and get stronger with you. And you're doing this as an act of self-love to make yourself stronger, to give this vehicle that allows you to have this human experience, the strength so that you can use it to manifest the life that you want for yourself. But with gratitude, you don't operate out of a place of insecurity because you realize you are enough. You are whole. You are perfect already as you are. And isn't that fucking beautiful? Like, why ever worry about anything else when you realize, when you really are operating from gratitude, you don't, you literally, all this other stuff goes away. You know, it it goes away because you realize it's just noise. You know, it's just noise, a distraction that deviates your energy. And that energy goes into something else when it should be going into the life that you want to create. Shouldn't it? And the thing is, you know, like the purpose of this journey, the purpose of this human life is not perfection, but progress. The universe is imperfect. So why would you require perfection of yourself and others? Fuck social media. That shit is not real. Okay. Okay. That's why they're calling it the metaverse. It's not a real place. Get over it. Okay. The purpose of your journey is not perfection. It is progress. So if you are better than the who you were yesterday, then give yourself a high five because you grew. And that is fucking awesome. And that is something that ought to be celebrated. Okay. 
if there is one gift that I want to give you this year, it is gratitude. Gratitude. Be grateful for all that you have and all that is to come. As you listen to this podcast right now, you are moving into alignment with your higher self, okay? Being grateful will get you there. Life is not meant to be easy. It's not. Okay, if you read Sapiens, which I'm telling y'all, read the book. It's so good. You will realize the human life is not easy. Life in and of itself is not easy. Think about it. Birth is not easy. Have gratitude. It's a miracle that you are here. Cherish that. Okay, when people try to make you seem like you're small or insignificant, remember, your life is a miracle. Okay, the odds of you being born were not in your favor, and yet here you are stunting on this planet. Gratitude will save you. Even when it seems like all hope is lost, gratitude will bring you home. And home is in the heart. Always remember that. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Chatterbox. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us a review. Follow us on Instagram at the.chatterbox for teasers and updates.